Well, good morning to you all. And hope that you all feel very welcome, whether you're here with us in the hall or whether you're joining us from your own home. It's lovely to have you here to celebrate Harvest Thanksgiving with us today. We will have the box out again next week for donations for Harvest. So if you have forgotten this week or if you're not here this week, then if you get it to us by next Sunday, that would be great. Thank you. I'd like to say a special word, word of welcome to Sifa and Beat, who have come along with Katie today. It's lovely to have both of you with us, and we hope that you'll enjoy your time with us this morning. I'd also like to say thank you very much for the lovely harvest decorations that we have at the front. Um, greatly appreciated, so thank you for those. Please remember to keep booking your seat with Maima or to let Maima know if you can't come along um, because you can see we are full this morning, so it does become very important. The midweek Thursday service will be on as usual at half past ten, and again, please let Maima know if you would like a seat. The Zoom chat is not on this week. It will be on Tuesday the 5th of October at half past ten. Okay? Articles for the October edition of The Messenger should be sent to Elizabeth McMahon by today, please. And the magazine will be posted and emailed out to all that have requested it towards the end of this coming week. So you can look out for that arriving. Blythe's with shoeboxes. Packing of the shoeboxes continues. And any further donations of goods or finance are most welcome. The shoeboxes will be uplifted at the start of November, so all donations are needed in the next few weeks, please. The rag bag collection is happening again in October, but not until the 26th of October. So please, I know I've already started a, a bag at home and someone asked me for bags this morning. There are bags out in the vestibule if you need black bags. Please, it is rags that we're looking for. It's not books or bric-a-brac, no cushions, duvets, pillows or soft toys, okay? Clothes, you can put sheets, blankets, towels, and you can also put shoes, but they have to go in a separate bag to your um, rags, as it were. The monthly prayer meeting will be next Sunday at the close of the service here in the hall. And the Kirk session will meet on Zoom on Thursday, the 7th of October at 7.30. These are all the intimations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, for those who are joining us from home, we welcome you and please enjoy and dance as much as you can. Uh, Sifa and Bit, we do dance. Uh, it's just that for now we have limited space, but you are most welcome to do you know, the bits and, and so forth. We're so delighted to have you and hoping we, you will enjoy uh, this time with us. Today is a special. Sunday, isn't it? Is it? Yes. Oh yeah, you don't seem, you know, sometimes when you're not seeing the faces, you kind of wonder. It's special because it's Thanksgiving Sunday. It's a Sunday when we give thanks to God. You know, if it was during the time back then, biblical times, this whole building would be you know, decorated with lots and lots of, you know, what you can see a replica of just a bit of what you would have seen in that time. And I think, I know, I often say we need to be contextual enough because when we do Thanksgiving, 
back then it was an agro-economy, so people were doing a lot of agriculture, uh, so they would bring this. But in our modern time, we should have been seeing um, different things because people are in different fields. Books is a way of giving thanks to God, cars, you know, you name it. But of course, I know that it's not the way it is. Our giving uh, for Thanksgiving is going to be going towards Christian aid. And Christian aid, they do a lot of things all over the world. Currently, they also have work in Afghanistan, in Africa. And so please do support and give thanks to God through that way. Let's quieten our hearts as we come to a time of worship together. Let's be quiet. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. We join our hearts as we sing. For those who are here, you remain seated as you sing. But for those who are at home, uh, you're most welcome to jump up and down as much as you can. Um, we sing 229 C from CH4. We plow the fields and scatter.
let us join our hearts together. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, who created this wonderful world and all that is in it, we come to you with joyful hearts and grateful thanks for all the beautiful gifts you have given us. We thank you for the lush green countryside, the creatures we see, the sound of bird's song, and the insects that help our land to be colourful and rich. We look at the mountains, the sparkling waters, and we see your love all around us. Most of all, we come to you this Harvest Sunday to thank you for the food you provide for our tables, the people who work hard to feed us, the farmers who grow the crops and nurture the animals, the fishermen who sail the seas to feed us, and all the wonderful foods that come to us from all over the world. We know that there are many people who often go without, who live in lands where famine, war and poverty leave them hungry and in want. Help us to share the bounty which we have here in our beautiful Scotland with those who have so little and so many problems. We thank you, God, for the many other gifts you have given us. We know that if we are sad, in difficulties, in need of counsel, we can come to you for support and comfort. We thank you for our loving families and friends, and as we gather together again in your house, we know that your living presence is with us to sustain us. More than anything, we thank you for your greatest gift of all, Jesus Christ, who came to guide us, lead us, and by example, show us how to live in your way, how to care as you care. Through him, we learn how you would have us live, to never give up when times are hard, and when we fall short, to come to you with love, and listening ears. All these things we thank you for, and now we pray together in the words Jesus taught us so long ago. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. <clears throat> Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you, Christine. Uh, Dee, I'm going to, to ask you to come, to come up. <clears throat> <clears throat> Harvest is a time, like I said, when we give thanks to God. Um, and we, we do that by, come this side, and just stand. Just trust me. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so one of the things we do on harvest is we thank God for things. I mean, as a matter of interest, what, what things would you thank God for? Health, you're allowed, this is, now I've been a teacher, usually you don't allow children to shout answers, <laughs> but you are adults, so you can shout. Uh, what else do we thank God for? Security. Security. Friendship. Friendship. Food. Food. Families. Families. That's all. All right, okay, maybe that's all. <laughs> But there's so much we can thank God for. But it looks like most of us, we forget to give thanks to God. And I think part of it is this. We don't realize how much we have received from God. So I'm going to have to do an illustration with D. I'm going to ask D to go down. D, he, he, he's where I want to pick. Is that all? 
Is that all you can carry for now? You could do more. All right, take, take D. This is as much as you can. Okay, come, come stand here so people can see you. Wow, there is D, he's holding so much. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, ten. Funny enough, he has got ten, if not eleven. So this is D, I've given you so much, D. If I say to you then, can I have some? How many would you give me? You would give them back, all of them? Are you sure? Oh, that's, that's good. You are good. But so often in this life, this is like a, a, the image of what God does. He gives us. Sometimes he says, take as much as you want, and we take from God. Sometimes we take the, the air we breathe, we take clothes, we take money, we take this. I mean, this is just an example of some of the things that we take from God. And God, in thanksgiving, we are saying to God, God, thank you. At least I thank God for my son. He can give me all of them back. That's how good he is. But some of us, God asks us to give. And you know, when God, God doesn't expect us to give back to him, but in thanksgiving, we are almost like appreciating what God has given us. But sometimes most of us, and I think in some way I'm one of them, God says, can I have just one of each? And then we are like, no, 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 that's, that's too much. God expects us to give back. And I think sometimes because we don't understand how far deep the giving he has given us. And today in the sermon, we are exploring uh, planting seeds. And we're going to be looking at Philippians. We are also going to look at the Old Testament and just hear a glimpse of how it looked like when they were doing harvest season. And I'll explain further and about harvest. Uh, D, if I would say take some, what would you take for yourself from this? Would you take everything you're holding? Okay, leave what you don't want and take what you want. And go sit, sit down. For this one, I'm going to ask you to stand as we sing. This is one of the hymns uh, we have received through <laughs> Christian Aid. Um, please stand as we sing uh, the following hymn. God provides and how in his abundance our needs are satisfied he sends the yearly seasons and feeds with joy and care your light and living water poured out for all to share Lord of all the harvest creation brings you praise so we will join the joyful song of everything you made
Thank you. you. May be seated. So that that song is done in Malawi in part in partnership with uh, Christian Aid and what Christian Aid is doing in Malawi. You can go look up uh, on Christian Aid page on their website to see the many things they are doing for God, and we are taking part as we give thanks to God for that work too. Let's draw near to God as we pray, preparing our hearts to hear God's word read to us and preached to us. Let us draw near to God in prayer. Shall we pray together? Prepare our hearts, O God, to accept your word. Silence in us any voices but your own, so that we may hear your word and also do it. As we hear your word, read to us and preached to us. We pray, O God, that you open our eyes to see you at work and our ears to hear you as you speak to us. All this we pray for and ask in Jesus' name. Amen. The first of this morning's readings is from Exodus chapter 34, reading from verses 18 to 28. Keep the festival of unleavened bread. As I have commanded you, eat unleavened bread for seven days in the month of Abib, because it was in that month that you left Egypt. Every firstborn son and firstborn male domestic animal belongs to me, but you are to buy back every firstborn donkey by offering a lamb in its place. If you do not buy it back, break its neck. Buy back every firstborn son. No one is to appear before me without an offering. You have six days in which to do your work, but do not work on the seventh day, not even during ploughing time or harvest. Keep the harvest festival when you begin to harvest the first crop of your wheat, and keep the festival of shelters in the autumn when you gather your fruit. Three times a year, all of your men must come to worship me, the Lord, the God of Israel. After I have driven out the nations before you and extended your territory, no one will try to conquer your country during the three festivals. Do not offer bread made with yeast when you sacrifice an animal to me. Do not keep until the following morning any part of the animal killed at the Passover festival. Each year, bring to the house of the Lord the first grain that you harvest. Do not cook a young sheep or a goat in its mother's milk. The Lord said to Moses, Write these words down, because it is on the basis of these words that I am making a covenant with you and with Israel. Moses stayed there with the Lord forty days and nights, eating and drinking nothing. He wrote on the tablets the words of the covenant the Ten Commandments. The second reading is from Philippians chapter 4, reading from verses 1 to 9. So then, my friends, how dear you are to me and how I miss you. How happy you make me and how proud I am of you. This, dear friends, is how you should stand firm in your life in the Lord. Yodia and Sintish, please, I beg you, try to agree as sisters in the Lord. And you too, my faithful partner, I want you to help these women, for they have worked hard with me to spread the gospel, together with Clement and all my other fellow workers whose names are in God's book of the living. May you always be joyful in your union with the Lord. I say again, rejoice. Show a gentle attitude toward everyone, The Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything, but in all your prayers, ask God for what you need, always asking him with a thankful heart. And God's peace, which is far beyond human understanding, will keep your hearts and minds safe in union with Christ Jesus. In conclusion, my friends, fill your minds with those things that are good and that deserve praise. Things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and honourable. Put into practice what you learned and received from me, both from my words and from my actions. 
and the God who gives us peace will be with you. Amen. And thanks be to God for the reading of this word. You should say amen when the word has been read to us. Uh, you know, I, I, I would love it and louder because you, this is unlike a sermon. This is God's word read to us. So we say amen. And when we say amen, we're saying truly, let it be so. Once again, and sing, give thanks with a grateful heart. Stuart for that lovely song. Like I said, today we are celebrating harvest time, a time of remembering to give thanks to God for the food which is more abundant in our midst. You know, it's quite interesting if you take a step back, you know, in Scotland, currently we never really, we hardly have shortages in Scotland. But I must say that it, is, it was not like that for some time. If you go back for those of you who were alive during the war time, food shortages were there. And so part of why we need to look back and give thanks to God is it was not always like this. And if you look at our farmers today, some of them uh, are running at high risk. They are running at high risk because of the pressures and because of the challenges of COVID, supplies and many things. And we need to give thanks to God and pray for them. If you are reading news, you see that there is a sense of saying, 
there might be food shortages in the UK, but we give thanks to God for our, for our you know, food that we get. Now it is believed that in the Old Testament in Israel, people actually celebrated three harvest seasons in the Jewish year. And the first was this, it was the spring harvest. And they had things like herbs and legumes, which they brought to God as a way of saying, God, we give you thanks for this. There was also a summer harvest. And the summer harvest was after Pentecost. And they would bring things like fruits like grapes and olives and dates and figs, you know, you name it. And then, of course, there was the autumn harvest, which also they brought different kind of fruits and vegetables. But I want to say three things that are important for us as we reflect and as we give thanks to God, especially from Exodus 34. You know, when people of Israel, the Jewish people, were bringing things to God and thanking God for the harvest, they had three things which were very important. The first was, it was not just giving thanks, it was an act of thanks. And secondly, it was an act of faith. And I will unpack furthermore on that. And thirdly, it was something they were doing as an act to display that they really belonged to God. It was not just like an act of saying, oh, it's now that time of harvest again. So let's unpack these three things before we look at the question of what seeds must we sow. As an act of thanks, all of the offerings, the tithes, the sacrifices were at heart to say to God, God, for bringing us out of the land of slavery to the land of freedom, we give you thanks. Not just a land of freedom for them, of course we know that. It was a land which was filled with milk and honey. And God wants the best for his people. It's historic. It's still the same today. God always wants the best for us. So as they took the first fruits, they were saying to God, God, you are such a generous giver. They were saying to God, Lord, you have been so good to us. We give you the first and the best because you have been generous to us. And I think it's, it's important for us to take note of that. When I was growing up, I was told this as part of what every young person needed to know within the context I was coming from. Your first salary, you had to give it all away. And it was hard for me. It was so hard for me because my first salary came in as a lump sum. And sure, three months worth of salary and I had to give it all away. So the Israelites had to give their first fruits to God. Secondly, it was an act of faith. In offering up the first portion of for instance, they were saying to God, we are giving you the first here. We cannot guarantee what's going to happen to the rest of the fruits. But as we are giving you this first fruits, our first harvest, we are trusting you, God. We want to express to you, God, that we depend entirely on you. So it was an act of faith. They had to believe that whatever would come when harvest is finally done, the first fruits had to be given to God. And thirdly, it was an act that displayed there were people who belonged to God. Now, the word first fruit in the New Testament is used of Jesus himself. In 1 Corinthians 15 verse 20, it says, Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. So you probably already know that all plants begin with a seed. 
and then the seed will be planted, it will grow, and then we will have a harvest. And 2021 today, our focus is going to be on the first stage, which is to grow, which is to sow something. And I want to pose a question to you this morning. Which seeds are worth planting? Which seeds are worth planting? For many seeds can be planted, but Paul in Philippians has something to say to us. And I'm going to come up with five things. There are plenty of things from the passage we read in Philippians, but five of them we're going to look at as we look at the seeds we can plant in 2021. The first seed is stability. You might wonder, how can we sow this? Well, Paul says, therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, may my joy and my crown. And he says this, stand firm in the Lord. Stand firm in the Lord. Paul's first request is that these Christians stand fast or stand firm. In other words, they are in God, in Christ. So they have to stand firm in Christ. What does that mean? It means they are rooted in Christ. So if you, if you are thinking of a, a seed to plant, here is one you need to be rooted in Christ. You need to have your roots in Christ. The question I want to ask you is, we know 2019 and 20 years, 2020, part of 2019 to 2021, we have had COVID-19. How stable are you? How stable are you as a Christian? Are you tempted to compromise or you're struggling with trusting God? Do you stand on the truth? Do you depend on the Holy Spirit to empower you? Do you trust in Christ to make the things clear in time when everything seems to be hazy and unclear? Standing firm is about Christ, being firm for Christ and standing through Christ. But standing firm is never something you can do alone. We stand firm together. As a loving family, you depend on each other when Waking through a crisis like COVID-19, you care for one another. You're standing firm, holding hands with each other and saying, in case the wind is too, is too much, you'll be blown away. So we stand firm in Christ. And you carry each other and carry each other's burdens as you stand in Christ. I've spent much time on that one because it's very important. What is the second seed? The second seed is harmony. So Paul says, I plead with Judea and, and I plead with Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Paul's second request is that these Christians have the same mind. In other words, they need to agree. If I could plant a seed, if you could plant a seed, in 2021, think about harmony. Personality clashes lead people away from God. Yudia and Sintaki, their unit was shaken. And they were beginning to take sides and they were beginning to, take, to think in their own ways. And they were beginning to see each other and hating each other. But it's important to plant the seed of harmony. How many conflicts have you caused in 2020, let alone in 2021? Consider harmony as a gift to plant, not only as you plant it to others, but plant it in your heart. Because when you plant the seed of harmony in your heart, there's not so much chaos, but in fact, there will be harmony and harmony with each other. The third seed that I want you to think about is the seed of joy. Paul's third request is that these Christians of Philippi rejoice in the Lord always. Always be full of joy. 
friends. Joy can be contagious. It can change a city. It can change people. Have you not seen it? Have you not perceived it? When you are bubbly and you are just happy, there's, there's something that happens with people who are surrounding you. In Proverbs chapter 15, we hear this in verse 18. A joyful heart makes a cheerful face. The question to self is, how much laughter did, do you have every week or every day, every month, let alone every year? We want joy. We want happiness. We want laughter. But if we are honest, so often it is missing, even in the church, you know. People are so serious. I understand that we're wearing masks, but a time is coming when we won't have those masks anymore. And when that time comes, can we please sow the seed of joy? Because it, it, it rubs on to other people. And when that happens, joy brings about joy. I love the link between joy and being reasonable. Paul says, be reasonable. First, you are to have an attitude of joy and rejoicing in your heart, not because of your circumstances, but because of what the Lord has done for you. Do you realize what God has done for you? Do you realize how many people are dying every day? Do you realize that? Do you realize how many young people are dying at a very young age and you are who you are today and you've got so much life? Can you not just be joyous? Be reasonable because the Lord is near, says Paul. In time he's coming, in space he's coming. Listen to him, love him, and express that joy to others because that will change them. Have you ever met someone who is just going through a hard time and somewhere, somehow you just, you just bubbly and you're just looking at them and celebrating, they will ask you, what's, what's, what's the story? What's, why are you so happy? And then you say to them, Jesus has done so much for me. And you get an opportunity to share the gospel and you begin to share the gospel and through that you make an influence. The fourth thing that Paul talks about is, as a seed that I want you to think about, is purity. Purity. And in verse 8 he says, finally brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So in verse 8, we are invited to plant purity. Paul is saying, you need to watch your unseen thoughts. They are important. Your thoughts will lead to action. Your constant actions build up as your habits. And your habits will yield to a character. And your character will shape who you are and what you end up becoming. So Paul is urging the church in Philippi and each and every one of us. And he's saying the way to get wrong thoughts out of your head and out of your heart is to put the right things in. You fill in your heart and your mind with good things and slowly but surely there's no space for bad things in our mind. So the message is by filling your mind and meditating on things that are true, things that are noble, reputable, authentic, compelling, gracious, the best, not the worst, the beautiful, not the ugly, things to praise, not the things to curse. Paul's fourth request is that the Christians have pure hearts and mind. And I want to assure you, it doesn't just come. Purity doesn't just come. We work for it. And the working for it is simply like what Dee was doing is to pick up the right things. And we eat the right things. And we feed on the right things. We have got the word of God, which is there for us. Let's feed on it. 
Let's feed on it. The last thing as a seed is consistency. In verse 9, we read, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me, says Paul, or seen in me, put it into practice. And then the God of peace will be with you. Isn't that amazing? I, I, I have not got to that place in my life where I can say to each and every one of you, watch me and do as I have done and stuff. But Paul says, whatever you have watched for me, do exactly that. We are inconsistent people. And this is not just a modern problem. It was a problem then. Christians have always struggled with consistency. They have always struggled with practicing their faith. James says, be doers of the word and not just hearers. Does that make sense? So the farmer looks at his failed crop as a tangible reminder that their harvest inevitably belongs to the Lord. The farmer must be faithful to lay the groundwork and the harvest will belong to God. Let's recap. Stability in Christ. You, found, you find stability in Christ. Be rooted in Christ. Have harmony. Sow that seed of harmony in each other and in those around you. And the joy of God. If we plant the joy of God, you know what? People would want to come to worship the kind of God you worship. If you go back today and you're, you're like, ah, terrible, the service was so terrible, people will see terrible things. But if you go and say, wow, let me think about purity, consistency, and these things, and that will have an impact. Their harvest belongs to God, and God provides in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. Faithful God, accept our humble thanks for all you have blessed us with. You have given us fullness of life. You guide and inspire us. You cover us with your grace day after day. You offer comfort in times of sorrow and a peace that surpasses all human understanding, even in times of trials and uncertainty. Lord, we give you thanks. We worship you, Lord. We glorify your name. You're so good to us. We give you thanks, Lord, for these gifts of money that we give to you, back to you. You've given us so much. You've given us so much, Lord. And we are so grateful for that. We give you back, Lord. And Lord, in silence, each and every one of us are going to just spend a minute just giving you, mentioning those things because you, Lord, you penetrate through our hearts. And Lord, right now we begin to thank you for the things that you have done for us, the things you are still to do for us, the things you will do before the end of this year. And friends, I invite you now to spend a minute giving thanks to God for the things he has done for you. Living God, we need your presence here on this planet. In these strange days throughout the world, we call on your Holy Spirit to fill us with love. Help us to wash the feet of our communities, going the second mile, giving the cup of cold water. Help our church to be a loving church, to be reaching out to all those who need you. Holy Spirit, guide us in our finances to wisely use the resources you've given us, to plant fruitful seeds for your kingdom. Where there is division between us, heal us with your uniting presence, almighty Father. Help our churches to be communities where we live in peace, not the peace of differences hidden from sight, but the peace of discussion the dialogues and the mutual respect and love for one another. Thank you 
for the people we've interacted with personally. We bring them before you in our prayers. For the people unknown to us, we have made an impact in our church life, in our faith. Thank you for those who save others in their daily lives. On this Harvest Sunday, we pray that our time, our talents, our money can be used to further your mission, Lord. Help us to use our faith to sow the seeds of change, the seeds of hope, the seeds wherever there is poverty to just sow the seed of justice. Lord, the violence, the racism that we meet in our streets, help us to embrace our gifts, to be courageous and generous to others. But Lord, also we pray for healing praying for healing for those who are not well right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, we declare we are the righteousness of God through Christ and I pray that Lord, your spirit moves right now among your people even for those who are listening very far, may you penetrate their hearts and just heal those wounds of hatred and those wounds of mighty God you are powerful. In the name of Jesus Christ, we declare healing, healing of mind, healing of our hearts, healing, physical healing in the name of Jesus. Lord, you heal. You are the healer, Lord. And we give you thanks. We praise you. All this we pray for and ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We join our hearts as we sing our closing hymn, Come, You Thankful People. If you want to stand, feel free to stand.
Please stand. For the life you have given us and all the good things it contains, we praise you. You are the creator, God. For all those you have made, sisters and brothers of every kind, we praise you, creator God. Send us out to share that love with open hearts and hands. For the way you hold us all in your love, gifting us even your own son, we praise you, Creator God, and praise be to you, loving Creator God, and to the Son, the blessing of God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Be with you all, now and always. Amen. Amen.